In today's episode, YouTube knowledge transfer, workflows in rugged environments, and productivity that makes you have the real wear grin. gas has always challenged technology. Now it's time for tech to challenge back. Come hear how the best minds in the industry are making those solutions a reality on the Oil and Gas Technology Podcast with your host, Mark LaCour. Hey folks, before we get to our guest, please, please, please leave me a review. It's the number one way you can support this show and our seven other oil and gas podcasts, soon to be 11, so stay tuned. If you think the show's great, I'd love to have a five-star review. If you think we need some improvement, give me a one-star and tell me what we need to change. Big shout out to T. Remeter from the United States of America. Mark, I appreciate the excellent topics that you and your guests bring to life to help us understand the technical landscape of oil and gas better. Looking forward to more great shows in 2020. So if you want to be like T. Remeter and get a shout out on the show, leave me a review. I'll be happy to do it. And then Nutanix, the sponsor of this show. Big shout out to them. If you need help modernizing your data center and running applications at any scale on-prem or in the cloud, these are the folks you want to talk to. So joining me today is Andrew Christasi. How are you doing today, Andrew? Doing great, Mark. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, I've been trying to get you on the show forever. And between my busy schedule, your busy schedule, some technology challenges, it took us a while to get here. But you're on the board of a company called Realware, which I am also on the advisory board for. And this is a long time coming. Real quick, what is Realware? So first of all, just a correction, I'm the chairman of the advisory board for Realware. And Realware is the world's leading industrial wearable computer company. So our focus has always been enabling the connected worker, specifically in the industrial areas, and we do it hands-free with voice-only control. Yeah. And so people, when you think wearables, you think of stuff like Google Glasses. This is a totally different animal. This has an intrinsically safe version of it. It's extremely easy to use. It's very comfortable. I actually have one of the units myself. The thing I like best about it, it leaves both hands free, so it's safe to do stuff. Now, Andrew, there's like a gazillion use cases for this, and which, by the way, audience, this isn't academia. They're producing units. They've been producing units for a while. They have a presence in oil and gas that's only growing. Any place there's heavy industry, that they, they have a spot in there because it makes sense. But you know, there's so many use cases for this, Andrew. I just kind of want to talk about at a high level, some of the use cases. So the first one I want to kind of talk about is something that's real important to our industry right now, which is knowledge transfer. So let's talk a little bit about how Realware can help companies with their knowledge transfer issues. Right. This is an issue really for all entrenched companies, but almost specifically for oil and gas companies that see this great crew change happening. And what we see is that a number of long-term employees leaving the workforce and with them, some of the tribal knowledge around maintaining and operating some of the legacy equipment that's everywhere. What Realware is focused on is this knowledge transfer, this ability to you know, create a platform where that knowledge can be captured by experienced workers as they do the work and essentially curate these videos, first person from perspective videos of someone doing a maintenance task, changing out something, accomplishing a workflow, and then having that available in a way that new workers today are so used to seeing. And we all know everyone who goes to YouTube first for how to do something. Well, companies today can use that knowledge transfer in the same behavior that someone uses in their personal life on the job by going to these and calling up these micro learning events and applying it to the job. So we see the HMT1 primarily as a knowledge transfer device. And because it's hands-free and in situ, 
It's available when people need it, hands-free, eyes up in a safe way. Yeah. So Andrew, if I understand you correctly, if you have a senior, let's say field tech, and they're going out to change a mud pump, you could document what he does because a lot of what he does to make it safe and efficient is probably in his head. Yes, there's a checklist, but the guy's been doing it for 30 years. He has a lot of experience that's not written down anywhere. So y'all could record that, not just a video, but y'all could also capture the audio as well. Am I right about that? Absolutely. The worker do nothing more than say start video and begin doing the task. And while he's doing that, He can be narrating what actions he's taking. It's a first-person view, so he's actually seeing. And if he changes his focus to a bearing or he changes his focus to some electrical circuits, the camera follows with it. It's an HD camera with great resolution, and that voice narration goes with it. It can pretty much be a cut and paste into your cloud services to provide that video, or you can curate it. And obviously add other editing and features to make it more pithy for you know consumption later on. But so many companies, hey, put off creating these knowledge bases because it's too difficult. And the HMT1 in that mode allows it to be very simple and easy to capture information otherwise might be leaving the organization in a few years. And then the cool thing is if this company would hire new field techs and they went out to change a mud pump, instead of a senior tech having to go with them and train them and get them up to speed, they could then put the HMT one on and see how the job is done step by step. And then if if the company has some, some help or some internal talent, you could overlay stuff over that video, things like parts list and, and that sort of stuff. And all that would be available to the new employees of that company through what Realware is doing. Am I right? Exactly right, Mark. That's essentially moving people up the learning curve much more rapidly where they're contributing at a higher level of work than their time in the industry would typically indicate. And you just introduced really that one of the primary use cases that people come is remote expert. So even in the case where they've now maybe in situ pulled that video up, watched it, they still have questions. The HMT1, when connected to the internet, allows that person to then make a call and request a a remote mentor to walk them through in a first-person case where that person, that remote expert, is seeing what that person is doing, looking at the same thing, telestrating on the screen, and allowing that worker to solve the problem right then as they need it, rather than creating a follow-up work action. So if I'm understanding, you could have a senior experienced person sitting back at corporate, actually probably sitting at his house, and he could be supervising these less experienced techs out in the field as long as they have connectivity, and he could tell them, touch that, don't touch that, torque that to this, and actually get them up to speed, even though geographically he's nowhere near them. Exactly right. Anywhere in the world, frankly, you have connectivity, which today is nearly ubiquitous. Yeah. Now, you mentioned something earlier I want to go back to that seems subtle, but it's not. You mentioned earlier when we start shooting the video that you would say, start video. The reason that's so important is the real units are hands-free. Unlike a lot of tablets I see in ruggedized cases out in the, in the oil field, you still have to use your hands on those tablets. You literally talk to the real hardware, don't you, Andrew? And it follows your commands. That's right. And it's so important that, that you're able to do that because you don't have to remove any of your PPE to interact with the device. So your personal protective equipment stays on your hands. It stays where you need to be so you're safe in the environment, but can then just use your voice to navigate. And by the way, it's not just English. We support almost 14 languages today, I believe, and it goes up every time I check on it. So you know whether it's Chinese, German, French, Spanish, we have the languages that allow them to do it in their own native speech. Now, Andrew, what about loud noise environments? I mean, the oil field could be loud. Does, does it still able to understand your commands? That is really the secret sauce behind the success of Realware. 
our voice technology is based not on natural language processing, but on voice recognition. And our noise suppression, the ability to pull that voice out clearly, is really the, the key to success here. And we're able to do that in 95 decibel and higher environments. So in this particular case, you could be you know, on the field in the Super Bowl at the height of a, a crowd scream and still be talking in your normal voice and get the device to execute. So that was important. So whether you're next to uh, operating equipment, whether you're on a flight line, whether you're in an oil field next to a pump, whether you're in an HVAC facility with the engines running the high-pitched noises or any other industrial environment you can think of, the device had to be able to work hands-free. And, and that voice recognition is really the key to seamless operation. Now, you said something else that I want to go back to, because you mentioned something about you could integrate with your cloud services. Don't y'all also have a set of cloud services for the realware devices? We do, in fact. And one of the things that we have found in the years that we've been rolling out the devices is being able to help users deploy this device, you know, getting it out of sort of the test mode into you know, the actual operation. So Real rolled out a cloud service called Foresight, which allows us to provide a suite of services that helps the deployment of the realware devices. It accelerates, you know, rollout of new programming and allows for large scale trial applications. It puts the user in total control of that deployment so they can configure what software and operations are available to the user and they can hit the ground running with secure out-of-the-box functionality. So this has been very, very important to making it easier to deploy the units and get them creating value for our, for our customers quickly. So we're an old Apple shop. And part of my toolkit that Apple provides us is I have a tool that allows me to see and control all of our Apple devices for the company. And this way, if somebody loses a computer, I can wipe it. If I need to push something, I can push it out there. I can control who has access to what. Are, are y'all basically doing the same thing with your real-world hardware? Is this cloud service allow the enterprise to control all of their units and you know, have different access to different people? That's exactly right. In fact, in release 11, which will be coming up very shortly, we'll also be allowing us to have multi-user support in that environment so that more than one user can be assigned to each device. You're exactly right. The analogy you made with Apple is what we're providing here. And we also work with you know the large security operations like Mobile Iron, et cetera, to provide security for those platforms as well. But you identified it perfectly, Mark. That's so funny. And we didn't plan this. That was going to be my next question is going to talk about cybersecurity because you're somewhat of an expert in that realm. And it's an issue that used to be only the CIO, maybe the CSO in oil and gas even was aware of. But now the business is extremely aware of cybersecurity. So I have to ask you a question. Is, is HMT1 locked down? Can an enterprise trust the security that's built into the hardware? Absolutely. And we take our security so seriously. Mark, we're very fortunate to have a former hacker of the NSA with us as our chief engineer and chief information security officer. Patrick Neese has been focusing on how to make sure our devices are easy to roll out and compliant with all the security concerns that our customers have for large-scale industrial deployments. So it means having access to an Android platform that is transparent and supports the inherent security operations in each. And as you pointed out, I'm a qualified technology expert from the Digital Directors Network, and we look at this as being critical to rolling out successfully 
any technology that's going to be deployed at scale. Yeah, y'all pretty much have the powerhouse there in-house for cybersecurity. I mean, NSA hacker, I wonder when he sees some amateur attacks, if he just laughs, like that's such an amateur. <laughs> I could do so much better. So the next thing I want to ask a little bit, let's talk a little bit about the business of oil and gas, right? We're in this world of low hydrocarbon prices for forever. We happen to drive efficiencies. Wall Street has figured out that we need to actually turn a profit, not just grow in order for them to make their investments worthwhile. So we're living in this world now where we have to drive efficiencies through the business and technology adaptation, the right technology adaptation is one of the best ways to drive that efficiencies. Let's talk a little bit about your experience where RealWare's hardware actually helps the business of oil and gas. Well, I think there's a lot of cases that we go to. You know, Schlumberger and other oil field service providers have been deploying the HMT1Z1 for maintenance. So they look at being able to get workflows more effectively done. So this obviously translates to better uptime and efficiencies in that regard. So if you think about applications in upstream or midstream, even downstream, you've got lots of ways that you can incorporate those workflows directly into the HMT1 and operate them, again, hands-free while you're working through it. And that, that drives significant productivity improvements in time of operating things. Yeah. The other thing where you affect the business is the fact that now you can have new hires that quickly get up to speed instead of taking six months or eight months to get up to speed. So now the effectiveness of your new hire workforce has been updated or upgraded a lot because their ability to learn so quickly. Exactly right. Again, bring back to being a knowledge transfer platform and creating value by bringing on new employees and making them productive and efficient much faster. And not only that, it's like you think of the actual retention and attraction of these employees and, and the kinds of employees we want to have in the oil and gas industry. So we went back to talking about how, you know, the HMT1 provides, you know, workers not only with the knowledge transfer to get them to be more productive faster and bring them up that learning curve, but it also allows you to attract the kind of workers that oil and gas needs to have. People who today are digital natives, right? If you think you know, the current state, someone in their daily life is a complete digital native. They're working on their iPhone or their smartphone. They're, everything they do is in that device. And they show up at work and they put that device aside, especially if it needs to go into an IS environment, and they're handed a clipboard and a pen. And, and that just is an anathema to that group of people. It doesn't feel like, you know, the work is aligned to their normal life. HMT1 bridges that gap and allows that digital native to come into an industrial environment, an oil and gas environment, an inherently safe environment with technology they're familiar with in terms of the use of, a, of an Android platform and then be able to operate it voice only in rugged conditions. That's a big change that we think has unleashed a game changer in the industry. There's also, quite honestly, a coolness factor around it. There's a coolness factor around it. We call it the real wear smile. It happens within about 30 seconds when you put the device on someone's head and they begin to operate it. And inevitably, you get a great grin about 30 seconds into the operations. They figure out how it works. Love it. I want you to back you up just a little bit because you said something that maybe the tech audience didn't catch, but you said IS. What is IS? Inherently safe. So in environments where there's explosive atmosphere, it can be everything from you know, hydrocarbons in the air. It can be you know, dust-based explosions we see, we see in confectionery and bakery type environments. But it's any place where a spark could cause an explosion. And that kind of inherently safe environment puts strict controls around the kind of electronics you can bring into it. The HMT1Z1 is the only wearable computer in the world that can be brought into that environment in a class one, div one environment and be operated. 
So it brings the capability where the capability simply hasn't existed in the past. Yeah. And so I, I want to make a point about that because if anybody out in the field has seen the iPads or the cell phones in those big lock boxes and somebody's trying to operate your gloves on it, it's because the device itself is not intrinsically safe. And so you have to put it into a box that is, and then trying to operate it through that box, even without gloves on, is almost impossible because I've tried it before. The cool thing about the HMT1Z1 is that it is itself inherently intrinsically safe. So you can bring it in environments that normally you cannot bring electronics in. That's a very important thing for the oil and gas industry. And then I love the fact that you brought up safety because that's one of the places I think that the HMT one really, really shines is allows your employees to be so much safer in the field, not just from the knowledge transfer part, but you know, from a, a training part. You know, if, if you have people that have never been in a refinery and there's certain things that you should do and should not do or should touch and should not touch in a refinery, this device makes sure that you're being monitored and you're doing the right thing. And at the same time, it also is a way for you to feedback into your your training system so that once again you can train your people to keep them safer. I, I love the fact that this thing makes our HSD metrics better. There's lots of ways that that can happen. And I think that you're beginning to see an opening to the idea of technology enhancing safety in industry. There was a recent McKinsey article on seeing the unseen where they're using virtual reality training for new employees to help them identify safety hazards in the environment they're going to be moving into and basically go through that learning curve while they are perfectly safe in a learning and training environment and then going outside and doing that. So as you, it's a pretty small step from understanding how to see those hazards to wearing an HMT1 and using the built-in photo capture, video capture workflow devices to identify safety hazards on the site and report them. And potentially with the help of a remote mentor or whatever else to then address those safety hazards. So we put safety at the forefront of the advantages that the HMT1 brings to the workforce. Yeah, we'll make sure to put a link in the show notes for that article because that's a great read. So finally, Andrew, I want to talk a little bit about the future. What does Realware see the future bringing to the oil and gas industry from a hardware wearable device point of view? Well, we certainly see a more ubiquitous presence in the workforce. So, you know, we understand today there are knowledge workers literally in every industry and they're connected and they're creating value. And that's that's sort of been just a given. But in oil and gas, there's still you know, no real penetration into the to the vast majority of those of those workers out in the field, upstream, midstream, and downstream, who could benefit from being a connected worker. And so we see now, as we work with, literally we've been in touch with the top 100 or so oil and gas companies worldwide. We're talking with literally every one of them in Australia and New Zealand. You know, Honeywell is one of our partners. We co-brand with Honeywell, the HMT1Z1, and they're in touch with 50 or more assets and sites across America. So they're all getting the message that this is happening. And we expect now in the future, those pilots, those small deployments to become large scale deployments and and getting the value of the knowledge transfer, the workflow and the safety aspects across the entire workforce. That's what we see moving forward. Yeah. Our industry has been needing to change for 25 years and I've seen more technology adapted, more new technology adapted in the last probably five years than I had in the previous 20. So it's happening, right? Now, the other thing I want to talk about real quick is the reality. You know, this show is all about the technology in the oil and gas industry, but it's about the rubber hit the road 
executable technology, not necessarily academia. So a couple of things that I've noticed. One is one hell of a battery life on this thing, right? This isn't something you have to recharge every hour while you're using. The other thing is it's actually comfortable. So you almost have put a lot of work into actually designing it so that it is actually comfortable and has that type of battery life. That's exactly right, Mark. Two nuances there. The HMT one has an over an eight-hour battery life, hot swappable battery, so that if you're in a factory environment or in the field environment, you can literally pause what you're doing, slap in a new battery, pick up right where you left off. In the HMT1Z1 case, where you have inherently safe, that battery access isn't available because of the inherently safe aspect of it. So you do have that you know, eight-hour full shift operation But then you have to switch to, if you have to recharge or switch to a different device. Yeah. So I guess my final question for you is, I know you're doing business in the oil and gas industry now. Actually, I do know. I know who you're doing business with. But there's still a lot of other companies out there that could benefit from that. What does a typical engagement sound like? So if if somebody's listening that works for a big operator or a pipeline company, and they're just curious if you can help them, what would that look like? Well, I think in terms of the engagement, the first thing is to to have a clear idea of, of where you're trying to create value. We find the best success here is when someone has already understood their processes and where there is opportunity. It's, it's not unlike any continuous improvement project where you have to fully understand your process. And if you have that engagement, we can come in and help you identify where we can add value and then build criteria around how that successful test will go. Then we find that implementing that test with clear criteria helps the customer to see, yep, this is creating value in this way. I've reduced assembly time. I've increased uptime. I've, you know, able to hit these key PAIs that we laid out in advance and then go ahead and follow the deployment. So we definitely see that as the right way to go in, that you don't want to just come in here through the innovation group only and then study and test it. You need to be engaged with the business leaders, with the folks who are responsible for that PL so they can see the value proposition early on. And when you do that, we find that the deployments happen much quicker and that the value achieved by the customer goes up that much more rapidly. Yeah, I love that approach. I love that approach. Well, this is getting close to winding down the show. This is where we do the product reviews. Today, we're reviewing the Audio-Technica AT897 shotgun condenser mic. We actually use this microphone ourselves. Big shout out to Audio-Technica. We use a lot of their products. So if you think about shooting video and you think about miking somebody up, there's a couple of ways to do it. You could put a lavier. That's a little mic you see pinned to people's shirts. But you can also use a shotgun mic. And basically, you have that microphone just out of frame. And then it's able to collect good audio at a distance. And this is one we use in-house. If you ever see me shoot in our studio and you don't see me wearing a lav, we're using this exact microphone. It's a very natural sounding. It's very smooth. It's a small shotgun mic. I think it's less than a foot long. So you can even put it on top of like a compact digital camera. We've even rigged it up with a GoPro before. So if we can make it work with a GoPro, you make it work with anything. It operates on phantom power, but it also has a battery in it as well. So if you don't have phantom power, so it's just a really good microphone. It's 250 bucks. We have the link in the show notes to Amazon if you want to pick one up. And then you've heard me talk about the street team. This is our all-volunteer group globally. We're getting some really cool shirts made for our street team. And what we do is we ask you to help us with our social media. We ask for an hour's worth of work a week, but we realize that life gets in the way. So if you can't do anything for us that week or two or three, we're fine with that as well. Plus, if you're in the geographic area where we're going to a conference or an expo, you can join us as part of our press team. And if you're in the area for one of our live events, which right now are Midland, Houston, Denver, and Pittsburgh, you get to go to that for free. So go join the street team. It's easy. Go Facebook. Just look for the OGG and street team group and join up. And then finally, our sponsor, Nutanix, loves you. 
and it's getting ready to do something really cool for our audience. They're giving away these really cool JBL4 Flip Bluetooth speakers. All you got to do is go to the, the show notes, click on the link and sign up. We give one away a week. Hurry up because they're just about all gone. And if you want to try to remember the link, it's Nutanix.com forward slash OG Tech Podcast. And then while you're online, go ahead and go to allingtechpodcast.com. Give us your email. Promise not to spam you. We use that to let you know the cool stuff we're doing in the future. Andrew, this has been great. Uh, if people wanted to learn more about Realware, where should they go? Well, first thing is realware.com is the great starting point for everything. I'd really direct people to the Realware Knowledge Center, which is realware.com forward slash knowledge center, where product guides, developer guides, release notes, and setup guides are all there available. There's a great section under white papers, under Realware resources, where they can talk about case studies, look at the fact of the future, look at our indications and discussions of digital transformation, and really how to generate ROI with wearable computers. So some great resources there. And of course, sales and support available right there at realware.com. And I will give a shout out to who's ever doing your blog. Your blog, not only is it good, it's funny. It's worth reading, even if I didn't know who Realware was. So the other thing is check out their blog. It's There's some good stuff there. Thanks for the shout out to Aaron Cohen, Mark. Aaron is behind the Realware blog and newsletter, and he does a great job of capturing all the exciting activity, customer achievements, and really the technology that's coming out of our, our business. So a lot of insights to be gained from Aaron's work, and it's great to see. And Andrew, if people wanted to find out more about you, where should they go? First place to go is LinkedIn. I'm there under Andrew Krastowski. And if you're interested in learning more about digital security, innovation, and operational excellence and leadership, can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Cross. That's Andrew C-H-R-O-S. Yep. We'll put links to both those in the show notes as well. Andrew, man, thank you. Finally, we got you on the show, but thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks very much, Mark. Yeah. So folks, we're making sure that you don't get left behind one episode at a time. And here are the events on deck. Hey, everybody. Alex here with the events on deck for February. We do not have any OGGN happy hours in February, but we do have an exciting event coming up in Pittsburgh. This will be our first happy hour there in March, and it will be taking place on March 25th. The location is to be determined, so be sure to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter to keep up with uh, those announcements and to purchase tickets. The Houston API Luncheon will be on February 11th. This will be a networking event with top oil and gas business leaders, and they promise that you'll be learning something really cool. So check it out and sign up for that event. The Wildcatters Ball will be on February 7th in Houston. This ball is the primary oil and natural gas industry fundraising event for the IPAA Educational Foundation. Proceeds go toward funding the foundation's energy education programs. The API Energy Houston Three Gun Chapter will be on March 20th in Houston. This event fills up really quickly, so make sure to get your team entered. The best way to do so is to fax or email the form with at least a captain's name as soon as possible. If you need to wait for a check, just notate that on the bottom of the form and send it on. We will be sending Mark LaCour and Patrick Pister to Scotland, to Aberdeen, Scotland, on March 5th for DokaruCon, which is the first event of its kind. It is a conference for creating high impact sales in energy. And Mark and Patrick will be hosting a panel and recording a live podcast. If you're interested in attending this event, visit dokarucon.dokaru.com. And that is D-O-Q-A-R-U-C-O-N. 
That's all for this month. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to check again next month for more updates on OGGN events. Check us out next week for another entertaining and yet useful episode of Oil & Gas Tech Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.